Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Gabby. And today we will be discussing Eddard chapter 10 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. No Chris today, it's just going to be us girls. We kicked, <laughs> we kicked the boy out. Yeah, no. He's probably just in kidding. Miami right yeah, now. Okay. He's working. So the news and the Martin message are kind of the same, so I'm just going to lump them in together. But, um, not that George R. R. Martin isn't already super busy, right? but he signed yet another deal with AMC for a, another spinoff series. I don't think it's a spinoff of Game of Thrones, um, but it says, it's with AMC, and it's a Western Nior, N-O-I-R, Nior. Oh, yeah. Is that how you say that? Sounds like it's going to be a Western old-timey series. Yeah, and it's supposed to be... Let me fix that. Old-timey Western theme. There you go. Yes, and it's supposed to be like a thriller. Um, In his blog post, he kind of goes into more detail. So he says that... um, I think he worked with this guy before, but um, Joe Leaphorn and Jim Chi are returning to television... And they greenlighted his show Dark Winds, which is what the show's going to be called. It's based on Tony's novels about the two Navajo tribal policemen. Um, the first season will be six episodes long, adapted largely from Listening Woman, which is a book. Um, and if they get the viewers, more seasons will follow and more books will be adapted. Uh-huh. Um It'll be filmed in, a, in and around Santa Fe and Gallup and on the Navajo Reservation, and it will be based out of the native-owned Camel Rock Studios, hmm. uh, right here in the Land of Enchantment, it says. It will begin filming in August, and he says, continue, we hope, for years. Um, so, yeah. It should be on AMC in 2022. Huh. I think it'll, it sounds interesting. Yeah. But old old timey western thriller. I wish it was more uh, <clears throat> winds of winter related, but mm. you know we can only hope. <laughs> yeah, at this point, <sighs> do we even have that? I know. All right. Um. Anyway, last episode we were with Tyrion in the Eyrie. Um. He was bargaining with Gaylor, the jailer, <laughs> jailer Mord, Gaylor. I warned you, buddy. Uh, you did too. try to warn me. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> jailer Mord. I don't know. I kind of like Gaylor. Pride Gaylor. Month. Yeah. I like no, it. It's not Pride Month anymore. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's Jailor Mord for oh, his pride. release. Um, he finally gets a hearing in front of Lays. Words are hard. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> he gets his hearing in front of Lady Liza, um, who agreed to have the trial by combat for Tyrion. Um, and Bronn volunteers to be Tyrion's champion. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Ned finally awakes after being asleep for six days. Robert and Cersei come to talk to him about what has happened with Tyrion and Jaime, and then Robert, in the end, forces Ned to stay in King's Landing as Hand of the King. <sighs> against his wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um, for wine tonight, we are drinking the Stella Rose Rosé. Pretty simple. Um, you know, who doesn't like rosé? Yeah, I know. I feel like it's a pretty easy pick for every sure. time. <laughs> All right, and then our wine rule number 15. This has a fancy word in it, so I'm going to try and not butcher it. <laughs> but it says malolactic. Sounds like the most complicated of wine terms, but it's really simple. So the author says when a wine's malic acid, 
he said it kind of is like green apple tartness is converted to more stable lactic acid like yogurt via bacteria that occur naturally but which can also be added. So it's used to describe a more cream-rich texture in white wines and can indicate rich, buttery aromas. Like, I know we've had a few wines that have tasted... Buttery. Buttery, so I have a feeling that that's where this comes into play. Okay. Um, It can also be a natural process for for most red wines and many whites. Overall, the term just indicates a richness in the wine. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Interesting. Okay, let's start the chapter. So... Eddard's still asleep at this point. He's having a dream about the Tower of Joy. That's not really said in the book, but I did some research on the wiki to see what this Tower of Joy incident was. So it happened at the end of Robert's Rebellion, and the dream was just as it happened in real life. So he saw his friends riding with him, Martin Castle, who was Jory's father, Theo Wool, Ethan Glover, who was Brandon Squire, I think... I think Brandon Stark, his brother, mm. his squire. Mm-hmm. Sir Mark Riswell, um, who was described as being soft-spoken with a gentle heart. Um, Howland Reed, um, it says he was a Cranog man, which is a group of reclusive people who dwell in the swamps of the Neck. And then Lord Dustin. He said his friends were merely like appearing as shadows in the dream because he couldn't remember exactly what they looked like. That's kind of sad. I know. It's like his memory's fading. So it was these seven against three members of the King's Guard at the tower. Ned said that these faces were no shadows, and he remembered exactly who they were and what they looked like. So there was Sir Arthur Dane. He He was called the Sword of the Morning. He had a sad smile on his lips with his great sword Dawn poking over his shoulder. Then there was Sir Oswald Went. He was on one knee, sharpening his blade with a whetstone. And then between these two stood Sir Gerald Hightower, a.k.a. the White Bull, and he was the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard at the time. So still in the dream, Ned says, I looked for you at the Trident. Gerald said, you weren't there. And then Oswald said, woe to the usurper if we had been. Ned said, when King's Landing fell, Sir Jamie slew your king with a golden sword, and I wondered where you were. Gerald said that they were far away, or Eris would yet sit on the Iron Throne, and our false brother would burn in the Seven Hells. And then Ned said, I came down on Storm's End to lift the siege, and the lords Tyrell and Redwine dipped their banners, and all the kings... I'm sorry, all the knights spent their knee to pledge us fealty. I was certain you would be among them. And then Arthur said, Our knees do not bend easily. So some more conversation happens, and then Ned and his friends draw their swords. So I'm, I'm assuming that conversation was... Didn't go well. Yeah, pretty heated. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arthur says, and now it begins. And he took out his sword and held it with both hands. And then go- Ned goes like a badass and goes, no, now it ends. <laughs> um, so as the fight starts, Ned could hear Liana through the clashes of steel. Remember, Liana is her sister, mm-hmm. his sister. Um, and he, she's yelling, Eddard, Eddard. And then it en- like his dream kind of fades out with Ned saying, I promise, Leah, I promise. So we're not sure what that's all about yet, mm-hmm. but that's how his dream ends. So then um, he hears a man echo, Lord Eddard from the dark. I'm sorry, Lord Eddard. And then from the dark, Ned opens his eyes to see that he had woken up in the Tower of the Hand. So now he's awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he woke up enough to realize that the voice belonged to Veon Poole. And he repeated again, Lord Eddard. Like, are you good? Mm-hmm. Are you awake? You- <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> 
Uh, Ned asked how long he had been asleep. Poole said he had been asleep for six days and seven nights. He gave a cup of water to Ned and told him to drink because Maester Picel had told Poole that Ned would be very thirsty when he woke up. I mean... I mean, if you can't... You haven't drank for six days. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ned, so Ned, like, Jeez. gulped the water down. He said he was so thirsty his lips were parched and cracked. Uh, Poole then informed Ned that the king left him with orders and that he would like to speak with Ned immediately. And Ned said, fair enough that he'll speak with him tomorrow when he's stronger. Poole said, uh, no, he commanded us to send you to him the moment your eyes opened. And Ned said, tell him I'm too weak to come in. If he wishes to speak with me, I should be pleased to receive him here. I hope you wake from, wake him from a sound sleep. So it sounds like Ned's not super happy Ned's with Robert happy either. not with Robert either. The besties are fighting. They're fighting. Oh, God. Bobby B. <laughs> so Ned was about to ask for Poole to send Jory, but then sad face. Oh, yeah. no. He remembered that Jory was killed. My heart. <laughs> I know. So then he was like, can you just send me the captain of my guard? Um, then Alan comes into the room, and he is a member of the household guard for Stark. And he says, um, Ned, Ned was like, I need to know how things stand. Like, where are we at right now? So Alan informs him that Jamie has fled the city and that he may be riding to Casterly Rock to join his father. He also tells Ned that the story of how Catelyn took Tyrion has spread to everyone and that he has to put out extra guards now. <sighs> then Ned asks about um, his daughters. And Alan tells him that they have been with Ned every single day. Sansa sits and prays quietly, but Arya has not said a word since he returned and that she seems very angry. Um, Ned asks then about what happened to the bodies of Jory and the others who were perished. And Alan tells him that they were given to the Silent Sisters to be prepared to be sent north to Winterfell. And then Van Poole returned and informed Ned that Robert and Cersei had arrived and we're outside waiting to talk to him. He tells him to send them in and that everyone else should leave because what is about to be said should be kept a secret. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Robert and Cersei enter the room and Robert literally immediately is just interrogating. Mm -hmm. um, so, he asks Ned if he knows what Catelyn has done. Um, and Ned kind of... Ned says that he does and that Catelyn is not to blame and that she was only acting on behalf of his commands, like he was claiming before. Before. So he's yes. keeping his story straight. Yeah. Yep. Um, Robert obviously says that he's not pleased. Um, and then Cersei chimes in and asks, by what right do you dare lay hands on my blood? Who do you think you are? Um, and Ned tells her, the hand of the king, charged by your own lord husband to keep the king's peace and enforce the king's justice. Mm. And Cersei goes, well, you were the Hand of the King. Were. Mm -hmm. Past tense. Past tense. Um, and Robert cuts her off and tells her to shut up. Shut up, woman. <laughs> um, you asked him a question and he answered it, is what Robert told her. Yes. Which, period, Robert. <laughs> period. Um, <laughs> um, he then turns back to Ned and says, really, this is how you keep the King's peace. Seven people are dead. Yeah. Fair um, point. So, again, obviously, Robert's pissed. Yeah. Um, and he says that he can't have abductions and drunken slaughters happening in the streets. Mm -hmm. um, and Ned's trying to explain that Catelyn had a good reason for taking the imp, 
but the king did not want to listen and commanded that Ned tell Catelyn to release Tyrion and to make peace with Jaime. Are you... I honestly... I don't... That's just... I mean... Ugh. I can't. And I understand that it's solely because I feel like Robert... I don't know. Like, he's trying to keep the peace in a way. I think that he's afraid of the Lannisters as well. Yeah. And that's mostly why he's being an idiot right now. You know? Yeah. It's frustrating. I just... just Because, like, Cersei's behind him. Yeah. Just being his little puppeteer. And it's literally... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, Ned Ned then replies with, Three men of... Three... Of my men were bur- more b- 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 rewind. <laughs> um, okay, huh. Ned says three of my men were butchered before my eyes because Jamie wis- wished to chasten me. Am I to forget that? Which is valid. Yes, <laughs> he's making a lot of very good points. Very right now. great points. <laughs> um, so Cersei chimes in again. Um, and claims that that's not how it happened. She says, my brother was not the cause of this quarrel. Lord Stark was returning drunk from a brothel. His men attacked Jamie and his guards, even as his wife attacked Tyrion on the King's Road. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I can't stand her. <sighs> yep. The frustration I, don't, I literally real. don't even... <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so then Ned turns to Robert and is, is literally like, bro... Come on. You know me better than this. Yeah. Uh, also, you could ask Baelish. He was there, too. <laughs> He's name-dropping now. He's like, I have witnesses. Yeah. Um, and Robert says that he's already talked to Littlefinger, and he claims that he rode off to get the gold cloaks before the fighting began, but did confirm that Ned was coming from the whorehouse. So, so that's see, not why he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. And I understand that, like, obviously Littlefinger's not going to tell Robert why, but come on. Like, seriously. He could tell... I'm sorry. He could tell that it was Jamie that was coming to confront. He is... Ooh, what a freaking worm. Everybody's just worms. This episode, like, frustrates the hell out of me. This chapter, I can't. It's frustrating. Yep. Oh, well, look, Ned's getting frustrated, too. Oh, he's pissed. Yeah, and just, like, loses it at Robert, and literally is like, some whorehouse? Damn your eyes, Robert. I went there to have a look at your daughter. Her mother... Oh, her mother has named her Bara. She looks like that first girl you fathered when we were boys together in the Vale. Dropping bombs. He was sure to look at Cersei as he said this, but her face was still and pale, giving away nothing to show her true feelings. I want to slap her. Freaking statue. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> God. Um, Clearly, you know how we feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Robert then goes, okay, this conversation is not for the queen's ears. Ugh. Um, but Ned replies that she doesn't like anything I have to say anyways. That's which, I mean, it's facts. true. Like, literally, not even just this stuff about kids yeah. he's fathered since being married. He just, she just doesn't want to hear anything from the Stark right. mouth at right. all. Yeah. Um, Ned then moves on to Jamie and says that he's been informed that he fled the city and asks that Robert give him leave to bring him back to face justice. Um, and Robert says no and basically says for Ned to forget it and make peace. So just be like, Ew, what? No, we're gonna we're gonna brush it under the, under the rug. Like forget he about does it. everything else. Yep. yep. Why not continue the pattern? 
So Ned says that if this is how Robert sees justice, mm-hmm. like if this is his idea of justice, he's pleased that he's not his hand anymore. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I would be too. I yeah. wouldn't. Are you kidding me? I would I don't run out. Why not? With that. I'm not sweeping things under the rug. Nope. What does this look like? <laughs> Who do you think I am? Oh, uh, God. Um, so Cersei then turns to her husband and says, If any man had dared to dared speak to a Targaryen as he's spoken to you, um, Robert cuts her off and is angry, asking if, asking her if she mistook her. Mistook him for Aerys. Because you know how much he hates the Targaryens. Yeah. 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 Um, Cersei presses on and keeps saying... That she took him for a king, and that Jaime and Tyrion are their are his brothers by marriage, and that Ned has dishonored his family by driving Jaime off and seizing Tyrion. But I don't think that he really drove Jaime off. No, he didn't. Jaime like, Jaime left because he knew he was going to get in trouble. Yeah, I'm sorry. And like, like yeah, before... but see, this is the thing. He's not even getting in trouble. Yeah, Robert's literally saying, "Okay, we're not going to like worry about it." When he's the one that yep. started everything. Ugh. I just... I can't. Uh, um, and then Cersei then says, by all <laughs> by all rights, you ought to be in skirts and me in male. So obviously... Basically, like, she should be running the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So obviously she's overstepping. Here. Obviously. Um, and after she said that, Robert strikes her across the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the, <laughs> the sound effects. <laughs> um, and she, I mean, literally, like, her face turns and the whole, she, you know, she holds her face. Yeah. And then she literally does the whole, I shall wear this as a badge of honor. And they said it was already, like, red and that Robert said, or Ned said that it would probably be, like, her whole face would be bruised in bruised. the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with that, he told Sir Marin to take the queen away. Mm-hmm. So when she leaves, Robert turns to Ned and literally is like, see what she does to me, <laughs> bro. Um, and then admits that it was not kingly to have hit her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ned then says that he must speak about other matters, but Robert says that he's too tired and intends to go hunting tomorrow. Mm. Whatever Ned had to say could wait until he returned. Mm. Bro. Mm. Bro. <laughs> bro. You, you're too tired? Yeah. Can I just... Ned got his leg snapped in half. Yeah. Just fought off all of your And your you guard. forced him to talk to you. And, and then he, was asleep okay. for seven days. Yeah. You know, Oh, but, but you're tired. Oh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Your you're tired. Your life is so hard, Robbie. 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 I like that. <laughs> Robbie. Um, so Ned reminds him that he intends to leave for Winterfell tomorrow just as the king had commanded mm-hmm. um but robert forbids ned to leave and throws the hand of the king badge back to him reinstating him as the hand Ugh. ned asks about danny daenerys targaryen but robert quickly cuts him off and told him that the matter is done so like what what do you mean right <laughs> so like what do you mean, what do you mean it's, it's done? done so can you clarify can you give me a little bit um, anyway, um, Ned then asks Robert why he wants him to be hand if he's not going to listen to his his advice. Um, and Robert basically just says, well, someone has to run the kingdom. What? Are you surprised? Are we surprised? Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> as he leaves, Robert swears that if he resigns his hand again, he will make Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister hand instead. 
Mm. No one Which, wants that. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was a short chapter, but damn, yeah. was it frustrating. frustrating. Like, just pissed me off. From beginning to end. I just... I just... Ew. The drama. Yeah. <laughs> Cersei is just... Yeah. Drama. So, alright. Our discussion questions are gonna be... The first one. Where do you think Jamie fled to? They did hint at it in here saying that he might have gone to Tywin. Mm-hmm. In um, Casterly Rock. Yeah, because I think, like, when they said they're joining up, mm-hmm. I think they're going to join up to get Go Tyrion. get Tyrion. Yeah. So, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I was thinking that he was um, running running home to daddy. Also, I want to I did ask, a bad thing. Dad, like, protect me. Why? Why did he leave before the fighting started? You know? Yeah. He, he started it. Just, and like, he just, started it and then let everything... Like, is he afraid that Ned's actually going to beat him? Probably. Or, like, what are you afraid of? He... I just... Ugh. You know? That was a dick move. The freaking Lannisters! The editor, but, like, that was a dick move. The freaking Lannisters. Yeah. They're controlling everything right now. All right. Um, our second question is, what are our thoughts on Cersei right now? Um, FDB. Fun of bitch. <laughs> FDB. bitch. I, I just, she just, I, she just really gets under my skin. Um, she seems to lie and make up stories, mm-hmm. um, in her favor of everything that, and I obviously, mm-hmm. like, We've learned and we've noticed that the Lannisters are very family-bound, loyal to, loyal to only them kind of thing. Yes. But, like, think about the on the King's Road when everything happened with Joffrey and Sansa. She mm-hmm. made up... Or Joffrey and Arya and Sansa. Um, she made up a whole different story. She, like, spins the truth yeah, in exactly. her favor. And it yeah. makes it sound like they were... And it's always, like, it's always the Lannisters attacking somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, not I guess not always, because in this case, we don't know if Tyrion is, like, guilty or not. He's yeah. saying he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they all are the ones doing the wrong, and she just will twist it around to say that they were being attacked. Yeah. And it's just... <sighs> yeah. Whatever she can do to get it in her favor and her have the power, she'll do it. It's so annoying. And she's very good, very good at mm-hmm. spinning lies. And people believe her. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's because she's so powerful. Yep. You know? Drives me crazy. Yeah, me too. <sighs> um, all right. Third question. What does Robert mean by saying the Daenerys issue is done and doesn't matter anymore? Um, I, you know, playing, hoping that maybe... There is a good guy in there somewhere. I would like to think that he, like, canceled it. <laughs> it's canceled and done. <laughs> We're canceling this We're execution. We're canceling this execution, this, mer- this assassination. It'll be further postponed. Yes. We will discuss it later. Um, let's put a pin in it. I think that he did something. Like, he set something in action. Yeah. Or at least is, at least is trying. Yeah, because... He has, like, we can clearly see still, he has so much hatred for the Targaryens. He's not going to let this go anytime soon. God, Bobby B. Just, how many years has it been? A long ass (laughs) time. Like 20. A long time. Let's move on a little bit, buddy. Um, All right, well, our Tyrion tidbit this week is most men would rather deny a hard truth than face it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think most people. Most people, yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, obviously, when he says men, he usually means, like, just and I the think that's human race. <laughs> very good fitting for this chapter. Yep. Because... She won't... And he, he wants to, like, sweep everything under the rug mm-hmm. instead of facing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. all right. It's fitting. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. And you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Catlin Chapter 7. So make sure you read that chapter before next episode. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 